0: Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Almighty God, perfect light of revelation, you spoke your word and revealed your good news in Jesus Christ. Fill all creation with the word again, so that by proclaiming your joyful promises to all of the nations, and singing of your glorious hope to all peoples, we may become beacons of truth and compassion enlightening all creation with deeds of justice and mercy. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah, the 49th chapter. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver he hid me away. And he said to me, You are my servant, Israel in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, Who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers. Kings shall see and stand up, princes they shall prostrate themselves, because the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. This is the word of the Lord. A reading from Apostle Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ, Jesus, by, by the will of God, and our brother, Sosthenes, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, God is faithful, by whom you were called into partnership of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Lesson from John chapter 1, verses 29 through 42. Listen with me for the word of God. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, He exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. My wife and I took our children on a sightseeing tour in Chicago. We went for just a few days. It was during the week after Christmas and we had a fantastic trip. We saw so much. We went to the Art Institute, saw priceless works of art. I mentioned this to someone who said, ah, Monet. I said, that's right, I spent all my Monet in Chicago. (laughs) But we uh, had fun finding the pieces of art that were featured in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. We walked down the street to Willis Tower, Uh, also formerly known as Sears Tower. And while we were there, uh, we went up to the 103rd floor, 1,353 feet up above the sidewalk. From there, on a clear day, you can look out 50 miles into the horizon and see four different states. They have this sky deck where you can step out away from the building onto a platform of glass one and a half inches thick. So you step out onto this glass, and you look down below, and there's a lot that you can see from way up high. It was an amazing trip. We saw so much. Uh, We went on this boat tour down the river to learn about the architecture and the history of Chicago. Uh, We ate at Billy Goat's Tavern. Um, We got Chicago hot dogs, mustard, relish, onions, no ketchup. We had a great time going to the Second City Comedy Club, the Navy Pier. We saw so much. Seeing and looking is one of the themes woven into John chapter 1. When John, not the gospel writer, but John the baptizer, says, Look, there he is. It's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He was told, when you see the Spirit of God descend upon him like a dove, that's how you're going to know he's the one. And then when Jesus comes, do you remember the simple invitation that Jesus offers? Three simple words, come and see. Come and see. And that's exactly what Andrew and eventually his brother Simon did as well. Come and see. Now, is Jesus leading them on a sightseeing tour? Is Jesus leading them around the town to show them all the neat places? Up here on the left, you'll see a Pharisee. And you'll notice down on the right, thousands of people who are hungry and needing us to feed them. Come and see. Jesus wasn't inviting those disciples on a mere sightseeing tour. He was inviting them to see the presence of God in the world and it would be manifest In their lives. And that's the same invitation for you and me. To come and see. So my question for you. What do you see? Do you see God at work in the world? Do you see God at work within you? Jesus is rightly identified as the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sins of the world. The Messiah, the Anointed One. He is the Savior. I want to spend a few moments together thinking about what does it mean to be saved? If you're like me, you've heard some people throughout the years talk about getting saved. You ever heard anybody use this kind of language? I got saved. I think we need to be careful with our language because it reflects very much what's inside of us, but also it directs us as well. Our language is important. I'm a little bit concerned when we talk about getting saved because we treat it like a commodity, as if it's a transaction, something that we go out and get, as if it's on the shelf at Walgreens. Hey, did you get everything you needed at the drugstore? Yeah, I sure did. I got my medicine. I got some discount Christmas candy and I got saved but salvation is not something that we go out and get because it's on the shelf salvation is something that we receive because it's a gift it's a gift from God through Jesus we are saved from and we are saved for all at the same time we are saved from a life apart from God, and we are saved for a life with God. Yes, that has an eternal quality in terms of time and space. So much of that is beyond our comprehension. But we trust that we are saved from a misery apart from God when we breathe our last, but we also believe that we are saved for a life in eternal bliss and heavenly glory with all the saints of light when we breathe our last. But what about now? What about right now in the living of these days? I think it's also true that we are saved from and we are saved for. Think of it like this. Do you have a junk drawer? A junk drawer that you open up and close every once in a while and you rifle through it and you find what you need? And every once in a while you need to go through that junk drawer, right? You need to go through that junk drawer and figure out what am I going to keep? What am I going to throw out? The stuff you throw out, you just don't need anymore. You toss it in the garbage and it's gone. You never see it again. But the stuff that you keep, the stuff that you save, there's a reason. Whatever the reason might be. You save it from being thrown out. You save it from being forgotten. But you also save it for a purpose. Maybe it's a souvenir from your trip to Chicago. But you save it for something that will help you later. In the living of these days, dear friends, we are saved from the darkness. We are saved for the light. We are saved from despair, and we are saved for hope. We are saved from being isolated and lonely, and we are saved for community and togetherness. We are saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. I like the way that theologians Craig Van Gelder and Dwight Giley put it. In their book entitled, Participating in God's Mission, they say we need to be clear first on who God is in order for us to know who we are. And then we can start to understand what we ought to do. Well, our understanding of God is rooted in the traditional teachings of the church that says that God is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As Jürgen Moltmann put it, God is a community, three in one. And God is a missionary God. God is not aloof, apart from creation, but God is present and active in creation. We see this in the testimony of ancient Israel with God entering into covenant with Abraham and Sarah, calling Moses to deliver the people out of slavery in Egypt, calling the judges and the prophets and the kings and so many leaders in order to bring about redemption through the people of Israel. But ultimately, God established a new and everlasting covenant by coming into earth in the person of Jesus himself, taking on flesh, so that we can be saved. We see that God is a missionary God, active, moving, bringing about healing and wholeness where there's brokenness. You see, God has a mission in the world, and we are called to be a part of it. What we're called to do is to look and to see, to notice what God is doing. And then we need to boldly participate. Let me share one way that I believe God is active and it invites us to participate. I mentioned earlier about Tom Lankford, a dear saint of our church who passed away. About six months ago, I was having a pastoral care visit with Tom, and we were telling stories, and he was talking about how he and his wife Barbara, who passed away a few years ago, how he and Barbara, on their plot of land out on Briggs Road in the western part of Rowan County, would plant a garden. It was a big garden. And the garden would be tended by church members. And the garden wasn't for the sake of having a salad to eat that night. The purpose of the garden was to have produce, vegetables, to share with our neighbors. Namely, through Roan Helping Ministries. The purpose of the garden was to share with our neighbors in need who would otherwise be hungry. Well, as I said, Barbara passed away a few years ago, and in recent years, Tom, in his own health, not able to keep up the garden. I said to him, Tom, what would it look like if we got that garden planted again in 2023? If we got church members to come out and weed, tend to the garden, water it if needed, when the time was right, harvest the vegetables, and then we bring them to Rowan Helping Ministries? what do you think about that? His face lit up. He said, oh, I would like that a lot. I said, okay, well, we're going to be working on this. I said, j- j- just curious, when would we need to till the land to get us started? He said, Valentine's Day. So February 14th has been emblazoned in my mind over these past several months. Now, during this time, Tom was receiving blood transfusions. He was hospitalized the week after Thanksgiving. After a little while, he was discharged to be in a nursing home. He received wonderful care, but he had to go back to the hospital. Then there came a time that he was discharged to go home, where he would receive hospice care. There he was surrounded by his family and friends such as you. Over these visits he would bring up the garden, and he would talk about it with his family. Now they're excited about it too. So I have a ministry announcement for us today. In memory of Barbara and Tom Langford, our church is going to plant and keep and harvest the 2023 Langford Garden. This is how God is active in the community. This is how God is active in our church. And now you are invited to participate, to come and see. Now for you, you might be the kind of person who likes to get a little bit of dirt under your fingernails. Down in there, working in the garden. You might be able to transport the produce to Rowan Helping Ministries. You might be able to cook some food with the produce. Or From your home, you might be a person of prayer, praying for the harvest. That's a biblical thing to do, by the way. All people are needed. There's an opportunity for everybody to participate in God's mission. The Langford Garden is just one way that God is active and that you are invited to participate. Do you know what's needed to participate in God's mission? The same thing that's needed when my family went to the 103rd story of the Willis Tower to the sky deck. When we looked out and we saw so much, right in front of us was this clear glass ledge. It took just a little bit of faith to step out so that we could see. Jesus says, take that step of faith. Come and see. Amen.